Welcome to the C12 Podcast. C12 is a college and young adult ministry where 20-somethings at 12 Stone Church gather on Thursday nights. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. What's up, C12? How we doing? We doing good? Come on. Love it, love it. Uh, So glad that you guys are... uh, here uh, tonight. Hey, can we just give it up for Camilo and Kendall and Patrick for leading us in worship? Man, it's so good. Uh, and Gabby. Oh my gosh, Gabby. This is times two. Forgot you twice. Once on a happy birthday. Now this. Um, you're never going to come back. That's awesome. Um, uh, but I just want to take a second and just welcome uh, anyone that is new tonight. If it's your first time at C12, uh, welcome. So glad that you're here. If you missed the first time, guest tent on the way in. Hey, we'd love to get to meet you. Uh, uh, let's make this official. So we want, want you to, um, we just want to get to know you, get to know your name, who you are, uh, maybe where you go to school or what job you do. And we just love to get uh, to know you more on, on a personal level. And so uh, there's also that, there's a way to do that. And there's also something that we do after service, which is called C12 Connect. We do it uh, every single week. Um, and we'd love for you to get connected to us as a ministry family. So we just literally meet straight outside those doors and we would love to get to know you uh, after service. But uh, how many were uh, at our summer kickoff last week? Come on. Uh, we got some pictures, I think, uh, rolling up behind me um, uh, just of, of last Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that did not. We didn't have a baby last Thursday. We didn't, we didn't have that. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, had an amazing time just uh, gathering together, just hanging out. Um, it's just going to show a couple of pictures of, of last week. Uh, we just want to recap a little bit uh, of kind of even what we went over and some of the things that we're doing and moving forward as a ministry. And so uh, we're going to be jumping into the summers. going to be a lot more community-oriented things and more community events on a Thursday and also outside of a Thursday. And so uh, we just want to get a chance to get to know you more. And uh, if you're new, you always feel the tension a little bit of, uh, hey, I don't really know anyone. Uh, I really want to start meeting some people. Uh, and so uh, community events are a great way to do that. Uh, you guys will kind of know a little bit more uh, as the summer goes along as some of the stuff that we're doing uh, as a ministry. And this is kind of what we're going after in the summer. Uh, obviously, if you've been around C12, you know worship, community, and impact are really big values to us. And uh, we're going to be leaning into the community and impact piece uh, this summer. And what we're going after inside the summer is just kind of a brand of, it's just called C12 Summer. And this whole summer, we're going over actually questions that some of you guys that actually have asked uh, when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to scripture. And so this whole theme of the, like the whole summer long, we're going after biblical knowledge. And we're going over more in depth with scripture. And it's really, like I said before, uh, my hope and prayer that you would fall more in love with God's word and who he is. And uh, we're, we're going to be a ministry that, man, we want to be transformed uh, by the living God. Uh, we don't want to be uh, a ministry that just gets to know more stuff. And that way we can just kind of pound it on the world. Uh, but we want to have a, a true living and active relationship uh, with God. And so uh, just kind of start out tonight, you know, I know the summer, who, uh, by the way, who's excited for summer? Like who's excited? Like summer, summer's officially here. Uh, uh, we're all like big, like travel plans, you know, going to the beach. Uh, I just want to say like, what's maybe what's one of the one things you're like the most excited for when it comes to summer? Just go ahead and shout it out. We'll just start. What? <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> Number one, the beach. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, okay. I was going to share a story. I don't know if I should. Should I? 
Last time uh, I was at the, well, it wasn't the last time I was at the beach. One of the times I was at the beach, uh, I got second degree sunburn. And um, yeah, so there's no really point in that story other than the fact that I actually am now scared of the sun. I'm like that guy from the bench warmers who's like the Howie. Uh, that's kind of afraid of the sun. He's more afraid of getting burned. What else are we excited for? The beach. What else? Sleeping. <laughs> okay. This is going to be an exciting summer. All right. We got, we got the beach and sleeping. What else? What are we excited for? Coffee. What else? What else? Baseball. Can the Braves do it again, though? That's the real question. I don't know. We're confident. I'm from Wisconsin. We lose playing against ourselves, so it doesn't matter. Uh, what else? What are we excited for? Camping, ice cream trucks. I actually don't know if that's what you said, but I'm writing it down, so. Ice cream. What else? Birthdays. Okay. You got a birthday in the house? Today? Okay. Hey, see, Chubb was singing happy birthday. I was a victim of that. We, you get put on the spot. We'll throw a picture when you're four. It'll be great. Uh, what else? What are we excited for? The lake. Yes. All right. If we had a pick between the lake and uh, the beach, which one are we picking? Oh, man. Wow. Y'all are not lake people. <laughs> are, we, are we people that are like, you go to the lake, you're like, it's dirty, you know? Okay. There's algae in the water. <laughs> All right, let's do two more. Let's do two more. Two more things that we're excited for. I heard earthquakes and I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. Mountains? Okay. Stranger things. Ready for just July. Uh, I heard slushies. Yes. Slushies. Wow, we got quite a list. Um, well, if you want to know, what else? Food. There's always the one. Jesus. I got to put it in there. Magnify. All caps. God, respect. All right, we're going to end it there. See, we got or a lot of things that we're grateful for. It's a lot. What, what we got to put one more on there? World Cup. It's there in spirit. I wrote it. It's there, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we can be excited for. A lot of things that we're grateful for. A lot of things that we're pumped about in the summer. Uh, and honestly, we could have chose to make this list something else. <laughs> we could have chose to make this list like, what are you mad about? What do you, what do you hate? And you're like, oh, cool. How many pages can we go on this one? Like, wow, <laughs> you know? And, and it's kind of fun when you like, start to think of like, hey, what's fun? What's upcoming? What are the things I'm grateful for? It kind of puts you in a good mood. It kind of gets you happy because it's all about your focus. Everything is about your focus. Everything is about your what? No, you can say it again. Everything's about your what? Everything's about your focus. Everything is always about your focus because what you focus on forms you. What you choose to focus on forms you. See, growing up, it was one of the hardest things for me to do as a kid was actually just to stay focused. I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was a kid. I was one of the real cases. It wasn't like that fad in like the mid-2000s. And they're like, my kid threw a bouncy ball down the hallway. He's got ADHD. I'm like, well, he's just, he's a kid. <laughs> I was actually diagnosed with ADHD. I had Tourette's when I was, uh, uh, when I was in kindergarten. My upbringing was actually pretty difficult. Uh, I had a hearing loss in my right ear. It was like, I was all over the place. 
I was born uh, actually five, six weeks premature and I actually joked with my mom. I was like, I'm surprised that I didn't come out with a tail and I'm surprised I came out with a head. And my mom's like, that's not how it works. Um, and I was just kind of like a little bit of a miracle child. But because of all these things, I had a hard time focusing. Anybody else's brain kind of relate to like Dory from Finding Nemo? You're like, I don't, I'm 24 and I'm still all over the place. Like, I don't know, like I have a hard time focusing in class, on school. And as I've gotten older, I think the challenge has like remained the same in some areas. Some areas of my life is just super hard to focus. It's super hard to stay focused in certain areas. And it's easy to even at, at a more deeper level to get wrapped up sometimes in just the problems that happen, maybe our insecurities, a day-to-day life, our job, maybe to keep up with your own personal life, learning what it means to be a young adult. Like you get kind of get wrapped up. And the struggle that we feel so deeply, I don't think it's one that we'll say out loud, but I think the tension, of, the tension is this. It's knowing about God, but not experiencing him like I see it in scripture. It's maybe knowing about God enough, but I don't experience it like I really do see in scripture. And it's not really a profound thought, but I think it's a real struggle. And I think if you're honest with yourself, I guess it eats at you more often than you'd like to admit. Maybe I wish I could experience God more often than I'd like to admit. And tonight I'm gonna to kick off by going over in this summer, beginning of the summer, by going off the names of God and who he is. I want us to focus and pay attention on, on, on his name. Who is God? What are the names of God? Because when you focus on, an, on his name, it right-sizes who we are and it magnifies who he is. It right-sizes who we are and it magnifies who he is and how we worship. Because here's the thought. If God knows us by our name, shouldn't we know God by his name? If God knows you by your name, shouldn't we know him by his name? And to kind of jump in, I'm just gonna focus on the Old Testament here. There are 16 names of God in the Old Testament. In English and Hebrew, there's the word God just kind of means El. It just represents a, a deity. It's just, it's not really just, here's uh, some, uh, just some name about God. It's like, this is a, a name that's given to, to a God. It's a generic title for a deity that could be applied to other or lesser spiritual beings. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there's other spiritual beings, other gods. And we'll get into that later in the summer. We're gonna un- kind of unpack that and where you see that inside scripture. But there's 16 names of God in the Old Testament. El Shaddai, Adonai, Yahweh, I'm going to read off a couple. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shema. There's, there's different names of God. And maybe on this list, you're going to see different names of God and maybe what you resonate with. I'm not going to camp out in all 16. <laughs> We'd be here for four weeks. <laughs> but I'm going to camp out in a couple that I think are very applicable that you can apply to your life right now. And it's the God Yahweh. It's the term that was, was the name that was given to God. It was Yahweh. It's actually in Hebrew, it's pronounced as eh, yeah, which means I will be. Yahweh is used 6,519 times in the Old Testament. Do you think there's some importance in that? (laughs) Probably. It's used 6,519 times in the Old Testament. This name is used more than any other name of God. It was the personal name that the Israelites referred to God to because it's how God introduced himself. You see it first in, in the beginning of Genesis, but God actually refers himself as Yahweh or as Ehyeh. 
in Exodus 3. Many of us, how many of you have heard the story of Moses? You know about the story of Moses. Like you've, you listened to it at one point in time, you heard of it. Maybe you don't know. And Moses at the time, he was the, he was the prince of, of Egypt and he was gonna rule up and he was gonna be in this kingdom. And then there was an incident happened when the nation of Israel was in slavery and he ended up killing an Egyptian. And after killing an Egyptian, he ended up fleeing and, and being in the wilderness for 40 years, just full of regret and, and shame, ended up a, a, abandoning kind of his post and what his position was in the kingdom. And no one ever saw him. No one ever heard of him for 40 years and sat in the wilderness. And God reveals himself to Moses in Exodus 3. You might have heard the story. I just hope and pray that maybe God could encounter something inside this passage and it maybe enlighten something in you again. And maybe there's something in this that God has for you. And so in Exodus 3, it says this. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law the priest of of Midian, he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within a bush. So Moses, Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Just just pause for a second. Let's just kind of try to put ourselves in Moses' shoes for a second that you have this moment with God where there's a burning bush. Imagine going to tell your friends, you're like, oh, dude, I encountered God in a real way. Guess what? The bush was on fire. And you're like, okay, dude, you've been burning some bush. Like, there's no way. (laughs) Some of you took a second to get that joke. (laughs) Trying to explain this moment that Moses has with God. Imagine this, that he, that this bush is on fire and, and now you have to like, figure out, okay, what is God saying to me? I, I haven't had this for 40 years of being in the wilderness. And you notice how God gets Moses's attention before he speaks. The burning bush was to get Moses's attention. And God usually gets your attention before he starts speaking anything to you. The question, hang with me. The question is not, is God speaking, but rather does God have my attention? The question is not, is God speaking, but does God have my attention? Does God have your attention? Where is your attention placed? Maybe is a lot of your attention placed in your career, in your job, in your dating life, maybe in your marriage or engagement, maybe personal life struggles. Where is a lot of your attention placed? Some of it maybe isn't inherently bad, but God has 100% of your attention or he doesn't have any at all. God has all of you or has none of you, but God would rather have 100% than 50%. And sometimes you like to get by with giving God 2% and thinking it's enough. The equivalent of how you hear God's voice is to the same measure of how much attention you give him. If God has your attention, pay attention If God gets your attention with something, pay attention. It goes on this in verse seven. Because the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. 
I've heard them crying out because of the slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring the people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I? Just circle that. If you're following along in scripture, maybe you got your Bible open, maybe you got the version app open, go ahead and highlight it. Those are, those are, this is Moses' first response. He says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be. God said, I will be. I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. They will ask me, what is his name? And what shall I tell them? This is the first instance where God reveals his name. God said to Moses, I am who I am. Or eh, yeah. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Moses's first response is focusing on who he's not. And verse 11 says, but Moses said to God, who am I? What is Moses focusing on? He's focusing on who he's not. He's focusing on who he is. He says, well, who am I? And God's focus is on who he is. God responds by not just answering Moses's question or trying to solve the insecurity. God actually answers by demonstrating and revealing, hey, this is who I am. I am who I am, Yahweh knowing that he will be. Our focus in life is not on who we're not. Our focus in life is not on our insecurities. Our focus in life is not on our problems. Our focus in life is not on whether we're married or not. Our focus is not on how far we are. Our focus is not in in where we think that we should be because that's just where culture wants us to be. Our focus on who God is, that he will be, He's the ultimate author. There's no beginning or end. There's, he's the alpha and the omega. He's the everlasting life. Everything is wrapped up in who God is. And when you fix your focus on who he is and, and not your problems, you begin to understand how great and how big his presence is. That is Yahweh. Eh, yeah, you see this in Exodus 3. I want to skip to another name. The name of God that's revealed. Again, this is, uh, God is referred to as El Shaddai. You see this in scripture as the Lord God Almighty. He's known as the all-sufficient one. That's what El Shaddai means, all-sufficient one. The Lord God Almighty. This occurs seven times in the Old Testament. You see this in Genesis 16. This is a story of Abraham, well, known at the time as Abram. Him and Sarah were past childbearing years and they, they couldn't get pregnant. And Abram and Sarah were, were, were past those years and they had to learn to trust God. They had to learn to, to, to trust God with no direction. They had to learn how to, how do I walk with God? How do I sit with God? How, what, do I, what am I learning from God? Isn't it frustrating when you're, just, you're in a season where you're like, I don't have any direction? Anyone, just me? <laughs> we all have moments where it's just frustrating when there's no direction. Maybe another way to say it, uh, how many of you just love driving around with no direction? 
Some of you love driving around, no direction. Okay. There are moments, how many of you are the person who's easily to get lost? Like you're the person, if you're driving around, you're gonna get lost. How many of you raise your hand if you're the person you're like, I'm the quickest one to get frustrated if this person doesn't figure out where we're going? <laughs> there we go. We all got, we're either one of those two people. See, when I was in, and I was in college, there was a moment where we were at, uh, uh, going around from different camps and uh, there was a moment where actually I, I had all these heart palpitations and there's a moment I was driving. Uh, we were at this camp and we we're going from camp to camp and we were in the state of Maryland. And honestly, we were at this interstate. We didn't know where we were and we're driving from place to place. And, and I had this moment where I had all these heart palpitations in the back of a minivan. And I was like, I'm having a heart attack. Like I'm like 21 years old and I thought I was legit having a heart attack. And it was like the worst possible person I could have been driving the car. It was like, we're... She's sitting and I'm like watching, I'm like literally watching the maps. And it was like, we're just passing every exit that we need to get by. And she goes, oh, I missed it. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you missed it? Like, uh, she goes, oh, I missed the other one, <laughs> sorry. And I remember looking at my friend, he looks at me and he's like, <laughs> like, this is super cringy. And I remember getting so frustrated. I was like, I will just, you know, stop, drop and roll. I'll tuck out of this van going 80 miles an hour and I will stop and I'll just roll along the highway. I don't care. I want to get out of this van. And we kept flying past every single one. There's like, literally, we're just driving around with no direction and it just frustrated me so much. And I'm like, my heart palpitations are getting worse because of you. <laughs> First of all, in the back of this minivan, I don't even like minivans. I'm just like frustrated. I'm just like, everything, everything agitates me. And now I'm in the back of the van. My anxiety is going, heart palpitations just get worse. It's super frustrating when you're just around with no direction. You're driving around with no direction. It's one of the most just dismantling things, the most frustrating things. This is the story of Abraham's life. He was just often lived without direction. God instated Abraham in Genesis 12. There was really no redemption plan after Adam and Eve and sin came into the world. And now God instated Abraham in Genesis 12. And now you get all the way later on in Genesis 16. And it was a 13 year gap. Imagine barely hearing from God for 13 years. It's been 13 years since Abraham had a personal moment with God. And this is where it picks up in Genesis 16, where you see this other name of God, El Shaddai. Verse one says, when Abram was 99 years old, if you're ever wondering if God's gonna take care of you, 99, I promise he will when you're old and wear a diaper, I don't know. Here's the jokes we can't say on Sunday morning. All right. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. I am El Shaddai. Walk before me faithfully and blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham's first response in verse three, Abraham fell face down. That is our response when maybe it's been a long time since we've heard the voice of God. When we're in the presence of God Almighty, El Shaddai, when we know his name, our response is like Abram. Abram fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my new covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you and I will be 
their God. This is God reinstating the promise that he made in Genesis 12. This is what God is, is revealing himself to you. Abram forgot who God was, a 13 year gap. And I just forgot who God was. And God reveals his identity to Abraham. I am El Shaddai. I am the Lord Almighty. I'm all sufficient. See, there's moments where we forget who God is. We forget that God is sufficient. We forget that God looks after us. We forget God's promises. Here's maybe just a question that's worth writing down. If you got a journal, you can go ahead and write it in there. You can just take a second and just sit with God maybe later on with this question. But when is the last time you had a meaningful moment with the Lord? When is the last time you had a meaningful moment with the Lord? That God wants to reveal his name as El Shaddai. God wants to reveal his name to you. Here's the third name that God reveals himself. You see this in scripture. It says El Elyon, the most high God, El Elyon. This is used 28 times in the Old Testament. El Elyon. And when both words are put together, it means this, the most exalted God. Again, this is the third name that we're gonna go over. You see this. In the life of David, David's running from Saul, going from cave to cave. He's, Saul's trying to basically kill David and David's been hopping around, trying to flee from who he is. He's been trying to run from danger. And there's a moment where David is just in this cave. In, in this cave. And David was known as a military leader. And God had to reveal himself as El Elyon, knowing this name of God magnifies who he is says this in Psalm 57, says, have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me for in you, I take refuge. I take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. I cry out to the God most high, to God who vindicates me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends forth his love and his faithfulness. I cry out to the God most high, El Elyon. He's the most exalted God. And there's something that God solidifies in the cave. And maybe there's moments where there's just, I have a dark moment. I feel like it's a really hard season. I feel like it's a winter season with God. I feel like I'm not hearing anything. I feel like I'm not experiencing God. I don't know where God is. I don't, I don't know what God's doing. And it's in those moments that you, you learn to worship in the dark when God shuts off the lights. It's in the cave that God establishes and he still reminds you of who he is, El Elyon. And maybe there's personal moments that you have, personal cave moments and you're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't see God right now in this season of my life. I don't see God moving. I don't see God demonstrating his power. I don't see God pouring out his spirit. I don't see God moving. Maybe just the insecurities and the sin struggles, the despair, the mental health, the hopelessness. Maybe it's just all eating at you and it's rising up. 
And maybe for a second, you just have to remind yourself that, you know what? God is El Elyon. He is the most high God. He is Yahweh. He is El Shaddai. I can trust in the name of who God is. And I want to invite the band to come back up and we're going to end the night in worship. And maybe for you, you're just in kind of a, a, different, a different boat. Maybe for some of you, you've had those burning bush moments with God. Maybe for you, you've maybe just had these waiting moments. You feel like you're just waiting on God, just like Abraham. You've been waiting on who he is. You've been waiting on his promise. You've been waiting on what God's doing. Maybe you're just having a cave moment. Maybe there's a moment right now where you're just, you're struggling to understand God's plan, understand God's promise for you. If there's anything out of the night, I hope you know this, that God has a name and you can know him on a first name basis. God has a name and you can know him on a first name basis. I just wanna invite you to stand and I just wanna pray overview as we kind of end the night in worship and I don't know what, maybe stage of life that you're in or where you feel like this is where I'm struggling. This is where I'm at. This is where I'm struggling to see God. But as we just end tonight, I hope that you know the names of God as Yahweh, as El Shaddai, as El Elyon, regardless of whatever seat that you're in, whatever stage of life, whatever boat that you're in, that you can experience God as Yahweh. And so God, we just come before you. God, we trust in you. God, we put your name on high. And God, we just cling to you. God, we just pray that even in this moment, God, that we would revisit your names. God, that we would learn to trust in who you are. That God, our, our, the smallest problem, the smallest situation, the smallest struggle, God, it can't outweigh the name above every other name. That God, we can experience you. So God, I pray in this moment that you would reveal yourself as Yahweh, knowing that God, you will be, that you are sufficient, that you are enough. And so God, I pray that your presence, God, would be in this room. God, I pray to speak to people. God, I pray that we bring everything before you. God, I pray this, Father, in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. To stay connected with C12, make sure to follow us on Instagram at C12 Stuff. One of the best ways to get connected with others and grow in your relationship with God is jumping into a small group. To sign up for small groups, go to 12stone.com slash small groups and search college. We hope to see you next week.